All righty. Shall we? Shall we, Shift Talkers? Shift Talkers. Shift Talkers. Podcast. <laughs> com. We haven't done that in a long time. I know, right? <laughs> I'm so glad that we did. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Shift Talkers. We're so excited to be here. We have a really special guest today. I'm Colleen Sweets. I'm here with Miss Arellis and Miss Cricket and Miss Savannah Sutton. How are you today, Savannah? I'm good, but I'm not really that special. So, you, you are you know us. You are so special. So you and I have worked together for, uh, well, we don't work together. We haven't worked together for a really long time now, but we did work together previously for a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were talking about it earlier. When, how old were you when you started? And Savannah, tell us your story on how you got into the biz, how you started into the industry. What happened? Tell us your story. So, um, I actually grew up over by Bernalillo and this is going to sound like super corny, but I'm okay with it. But I remember when I was really little and I always wanted to be, I was always really independent. I was always like, when I turn 16, I'm going to get a driver's license and I'm going to get a job and the <laughs> is where I'm going to work. Are you serious? Yes. Sorry. You, you, really? that one. you had yes. a plan. I was, oh. I really, that was my dream for like ever since I was like seven or eight or so. Oh, wow. And. Um, See, cool. I do that now, but I, there was no way that I was doing that. Like, <laughs> like now, I'll visit other cities, and I'd be like, I fucking work here. <laughs> this is great. I do that. They're the... like, hey, do you guys uh, do you know share tips or <laughs> what percentage you paying out to the kids? I and they're like, oh, too. are you taking an application? And I'm like, no, 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 I'm not even from here. I'm just curious. I'm just, I'm just curious on what it would like be but like when you were little. That's, yeah, that's I mean, sweet. I remember I would, like my dad would always drive by on the way to school, and I would always just look in, and I'm like. Oh, I mean, always got uh, would go and eat, especially when people from out of mm-hmm. town came. I'm like, I'm gonna work here one day, and it was like yeah, yeah. a big old thing for me. But um, I started in the service industry when I was 14 at a little bed and breakfast uh, right down the street from my parents' house. Oh yeah. And um, I was mainly just like wedding stuff, and it was kind of like bussing tables, just kind of doing crowd control and stuff like that. And then whenever I did turn 16 and I was looking for a job, I applied at the. <laughs> Applied at the restaurant. The place I'm sorry, that I'm we all know scared. you from. It's okay. Yes. Um, and I can bleep it all out. Okay. Trust me. <laughs> there you go. At the. I don't want it to be like. Yes. Anyway. Uh, but I applied at our where we all met. <laughs> And um, I also applied at like McDonald's, and I remember mm. like McDonald's called me like two hours later, and I was like, oh, yes, <laughs> whatever. I was there for four days, and then like, wow, and then yeah. yeah, and then the other place called me back, and I was like, oh, don't put me on the schedule again. Yeah, I'm out. <laughs> Did, is that why you left McDonald's because yeah. the other place called you? Yes, okay. that was entire. It was just All my right. fallback, and when they called me back so fast, I was like, oh, whatever. Like, I guess we just had a podcast recently about uh, with Carlos. You know. Mm-hmm. Carlos yes you worked with Carlos too. He was so fun. hi Carlos <laughs> do you have any stories about McDonald's you can share with Carlos real fast um my or first us? my first day Even four days it yeah. was a little traumatizing because I remember um I was just training and I was like up at the front and uh this guy was like at the drive through window and he handed this lady her drink and she like screamed at him and threw it back at him what? through the window and I had been on the I've been on the clock for like an hour and a half and I was oh like gosh. what am I doing here yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is oh so my scary gosh. that's nuts 
nuts. Yeah. That is nuts. That it was um, That's pretty fun. crazy. It was I, After that, I was like, I really hope the other place calls me back because I don't want to be here anymore. <laughs> cool. And so they did. And yeah. so then, so then go on. Um, well, I started busing and then I moved up to like being a cashier and then I went to a sister restaurant and that's when I... I think I hosted there until I turned 19 and I was able to get my, um, actually I spent my 19th birthday doing my alcohol certification. Mm-hmm. There you go. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. It was super lame. <laughs> yeah. And then I waited tables there for, um, like a year and a half or so. And then I, I mean, like with the service industry, I always, I will like leave and then I'll come back and I'll leave and then I'll yes. come back. And it's That's just like, pretty common. It's all, it's, it's pretty exactly. Common, yeah. It's, it's one of those waiting. things that I'm like, it's my comfort zone. I know what I'm doing. I can do it well. Yeah. I know that. And plus, like, I can be really goofy and really fun. Like, I can go on the back and, cur- you know, cuss someone out and come back out with a big you cheery smile. Yeah. I love, yeah. you know, I'm like screaming in the walk-in freezer. I was like, oh, that is like, now I need to actually pay for therapy. So, yeah. <laughs> you know? Because you don't have a dishwasher to talk to. I know. That's those, called like, yeah. walk-in therapy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Walk-in cry therapy. It was so nice. I know. <laughs> Yes. Walk in uh, yeah. profanity therapy. Yeah, scream therapy. Yeah. They do. They end up, and that's like everybody in the back just like they learn to read the minute that you kind of like walk around the corner, you know, and it takes some of them longer. I remember, you know, one, one guy that, and we'll have him on here eventually, but he, it took him a while to pick up on my face because I sort of have naturally just a Don't follow face. her in there. <laughs> right. But it's like, I'd walk into the back and be like, hey, how's it going? Or he'd hit me with like a dad joke or something. And I'm all like, ah, fuck off and die. No. And that poor thing. And he's like, hey, you guys don't talk to a relish right now. I, I think she's going through some shit. <laughs> and then I'd like come out, you know, I'd probably like, okay, I've given my fucks away. I'm like, all right, cool. And then you go back to the front with a big smiley face and everything. But yeah, usually they just take one look at you. And if they're going to like, you know, hit you with a dick joke or like a dad joke or something, like they'll be like, nope, now is not the time. Look at that face. Nope. (laughs) And there's something about like, especially on a really rough night where everybody slammed your short staffed or whatever, but every, it's just that shared misery. Yes. And it's just such a bonding experience. Why is it so funny? (laughs) It's a vibe, a vibe. And afterwards, it's literally like, I mean, I hate to like compare it to like a battlefield, but that's what it feels like when everything's gone and the doors are locked and you're just like, shell shocked. (laughs) Yeah. I can breathe. You've already sent somebody out. Somebody got cut early and like went out and picked up, you know, a six pack for you, you know, like they're waiting in the parking lot. That was always my favorite. Oh, I forgot about those times. Yeah. Yeah, Where you just be like, oh, you're cut. Okay. Yeah. No, you're not. You're coming back here in 20 minutes. You need cash. (laughs) I'm going to need you to pick it. And they would. And they'd be waiting in the parking lot with booze or like you know even just like being in the back and smoking a cigarette and everyone's just in a circle just silent and it's like yes. you already know nobody <laughs> talking nothing to share just uh, i know relaxing yeah. And yeah. letting it all go and that's actually a really cool thing about the restaurant business is that it's one of those things that you can do that after work and not to say that you know i'm not promoting going to get fucked up after work every night or whatever but i am saying you can you know hang out with your friends and self-care. relax mm-hmm. what you need to do let's call it self-care <laughs> group, it's group therapy it's group therapy <laughs> it for group sure therapy. It's, it's definitely bonding. Yes. 
Yeah. Yes. And I can't imagine it's any fun for anyone that wasn't there or in the business, you know, oh, yeah. when you're just like, so-and-so and table 40 and that I mean, pizza. you get those regulars every once right, in a yeah. while, you know, like the ones who tend to come like a little closer to the end because, you know, they're going to hang out and you can mop around them and they won't get offended. Right, like, right. They get to where they'll pick up on it, you know, and just be like, she didn't. And I'm like, yes, she did. <laughs> Hold on, I'll be right back with your refill, you know? <laughs> but, yeah. So what are you doing now, Savannah? You're not in the biz anymore. No. What 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 happened um, that you're out of it now? Uh, so it's kind of a funny story. Um, so in September of 2019 is when I officially kind of left. At least it's probably not for the last time because, yeah, you know. It never is. It never is. Yeah. It's, but um, my manager, it was during Comic-Con. And I worked really close to the convention center um, at this restaurant. And I was out of town. And I told them I'm going to be out of town. But, like, I'm letting you know right now. If you need an extra person, let me know right now so I can come home early. Yeah. And she's like, we should be fine. And then I get a text at, like, on Sunday, like, at noon. And she's like, we need you here now. And I'm like, well, I'm That's six adorable. hours. That's adorable. I'm six hours away. <laughs> so good luck. <laughs> and, um, I mean, I didn't work there full time because I have, like, I had the same job I have right now, which is an assistant at, like, a financial firm. And uh, I just remember she was like, I have to work the schedule around your needs and blah, 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 blah. Like, I don't even know why I hired you. And I'm like, first of all, you didn't hire me. I've been here longer than you. First of all. You know, secondly, I do this job better than everyone else. You had to fire a cook last week for shooting up in the bathroom. Like, don't even fuck with me oh, right now. Oh, my goodness. Oh, you know, it was just so, it was just one of those things. I'm like, this is so not even, I'm not, it's not worth my time. So I um, never went back. Yeah. I didn't even give him a two-week notice because all I had to do was send the owner screenshots of what she texted me. I'm like, I hope you I'm understand, done. but I'm not doing this anymore. Yeah, yeah. You know, and um, so, yeah, it's been off and on since I was about, like, 14, so about, like, eight or nine years, give or take, which kind of yeah. makes me feel like a dweeb with you guys. Just, just, like, precious, like, yeah. Savannah is a go-getter, though. I, I yes. will say, you know, since I did work yes. with her right, right from the get-go when she got there and, you know, she, she came back to us. She came back. Uh, yeah she was just on it and like one of those you know one of those youngins I can depend on and like when they go you're like yeah, well, that's my thing. When you were just like mapping out your timeline, I'm like, no, there's no way. There's no way that it was only that short a period of time because when when we all opened that one place together, like I already you in my mind at that point were already established as somebody who was just like she'll get this shit done. Mm-hmm. She'll get this uh-huh. done. You know, it's like there's those servers where you're, you know, like if I'm stuck behind the bar, you know, whatever. And I was just send me Savannah, <laughs> you know, like didn't have to be your drinks, didn't have yeah. to be your table, nothing like, but you know, you had those people. And so in my mind, I was like, no, you've been in the industry longer <laughs> than that. But you know, yeah, you just, you got it done. I yeah. love it. It's like the perfect environment for me. Cause I love having so like, my mind's always like, I'm like a hummingbird. That's my spirit animal. Yeah. I'm always like <laughs> all over the that. place. And I'm just, you know, I've had people be like, you know, Savannah, they make decaf coffee. You don't need to talk so fast. And I'm just like, this is just how I am. Like sober. I am yeah. good. Yeah. And, um, I mean, I love being able to multitask and just kind of like wandering around and being like, okay, I have something I need to do. I'm like, what am I forgetting? Right. What am I forgetting? And everything. And that's actually how I, I only trained like two people. And that's always what I said. I'm like, okay, what are you forgetting now? Yeah. What should you be like, doing yeah, right now? You have something that you're forgetting, but what is it like yeah. figure it out if nothing else grab a mop yeah. or yeah. get a bus tub walk around with a bus tub or some pictures in your hand and mm-hmm. you're good. yeah so savannah what do you love about the business 
Um, I love, like I said earlier, like, I mean, really, this is multitasking and also the relationships you build because, mm-hmm. like, you know, it is that shared misery on some nights oh, yeah. that make you, like, make the best mm. of friends. I mean, um, my younger brother also worked for the shared establishment that we all were with and he's married <laughs> to one of his coworkers now mm-hmm. you know I mean like it's just a lasting relationship that you build and also I mean um I grew up in a really I went to a private Christian school I mean working in the service industry was like my first taste of the outside like secular world oh. so <laughs> I was actually like able to experience <laughs> You know, this oh, is awesome because that's like, you know, that's like when you go to like, you know, drink something and then all the like ice and drink was splashing into your face. That's what that was. Yeah. It wasn't a taste. It, it was, was, a, it was yeah. a pretty big adjustment at first. And then afterwards, like, I think I like this. I don't think I know. I'm like, this is awesome. Um, it's, it's really the relationships, even with like regulars and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. it, that's my favorite thing is being able, I mean, I'm friends on Facebook with like most of my so old regulars yeah. and it's great because yeah. they're just like so you meet so many fantastic people and plus I mean you can kind of like set up your own persona like if I had mm-hmm. a table that was gave me really bad vibes right off the get-go where I'm like you're gonna be a pain in my ass my name was no longer Savannah it was Ashley <laughs> so- <laughs> we talked about this yeah. so, Aurelis what was your name Layla Layla yeah Aurelis's uh, name was Layla yeah. And I wish I had thought of a better name. Uh, I used to walk, I used to work at the Sheraton and we had name tags and I used to walk into the bar oh, after work with my fucking name tag on <laughs> and they'd be like, hi Colleen. I'm like, how do you know my name? <laughs> Fuckers. It, it's, it's on your, it's on your boob. Yeah. It's on my boob. Wait, let me get my other button. Your satisfaction is not my goal. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah no Ashley has stuck around though any creepy of that really? guy that comes to the bar uh, and hits on and me like hey darling what's your name I'm like Ashley and Ashley then, there was actually a couple times where um I this was really in like really early on whenever I was like kind of getting it was like yeah. 18 or 19 and I think it was um this club downtown called Lotus mm-hmm. it was like an 18 mm-hmm. and up club it's not called that anymore you were working or you were just I was hanging just, out I was there. just hanging out there okay. um with a couple of my co-workers we went we'd go yes. down there after work and stuff and I at one point thought it would be really funny because me and my dad's phone numbers start with the same three digits and so I would like whenever they asked for my yes. phone number give them your dad I gave oh, them my dad's and then it. my dad would that. call me like two days later and he's like some asshole name is like Juan just hit me up and I'm like he's like I told him to go fuck himself and I'm like how weird how That's bizarre so <laughs> And this is why we have Savannah on the show, everybody. <laughs> my dad's done the opposite thing. Because yeah. ours is similar, right? Yeah. The same three numbers. But, like, my dad's actually done the opposite, where he's given my phone number to people. Oh, like, no, you want this for the, <laughs> for the business that he runs. Because he does, like, concealed carry. And, and so, you know, he's a mercenary. So, the, like, when somebody calls for my dad, there's any number of things they could be asking for. I'm like do you need the assassin? Or, like, it's, it's really squirrely, you know, but yeah, he'll do that to me sometimes and I'll just shoot him a text like, the fuck is this? Like, oh yeah, that guy was really, really weird. He was that guy, you know? And I'm like, oh no, because I know exactly what he means, you know? And I'm like, oh, okay, all right. Yeah, and then I go into secretary mode and I'm, oh, I'm really sorry, but he's not going to be available forever. Just go away, be gone. See, my dad's retired, so I'm like, if anything, this is just adding some extra yeah, spice right? like, what else is into he your do? day. Heck yeah. <laughs> Something to do. Yeah. Heck yeah. So tell us about a time. We wanted to talk a little bit about 
kind of growing up in the industry, we've all pretty much started when we were teenagers and thought it might be an interesting subject to talk about. And one of the subjects that came up was like creepy old men. Ugh, always. I was so excited when you told me about my it. My bread and butter. <laughs> I was so excited. They pay my bills. <laughs> I, I love my creepy old men. They pay my bills, and I'll shut them down hard. You yeah. know, I. You know, there's there's a variance of creepy old men, or oh, yeah. or a variance of creepy, I mm-hmm. should say. Well, and old, <laughs> but <laughs> but. You know, there's there's different uh, degrees of creepy mm-hmm. when you talk about creepy old men. So uh, some are, you know, just to the extreme and some are like, all right, you're creepy, but I can fuck you up. I can take you in the back alley, take, motherfucker. Come on. I could use <laughs> you. I got a lot of rage. I know, right? <laughs> Tip me 10% one more time. I'd like, I'd like for all of us, actually, to tell a story. Uh, we'll go around and just tell a story of the creepiest. And Savannah, you get to pick who goes first, even if it's yourself. You can pick who goes first. Okay, well, I would love to hear from Christy's perspective on what. Dude, I knew she was going to pick Christy because we always put her on the spot. Well, <laughs> I do have a story, and this is not, oh, not necessarily a creepy old man, but a creepy older guy. And at the time, I didn't really think of, of it as creepy at all, but just because, I mean, it was the 80s, and, mm. you know, I was 16. Different culture. <laughs> and I was working in a restaurant, and there was an older waiter, and he was 22. Scott Kraska, are you out there? <laughs> I love I that. see you, Scott. We see you. But I was, you know, I was 16 years old working in the kitchen, actually, at this restaurant. And he was a waiter. And, you know, we everybody partied together afterwards. Mm-hmm. You know, like there was a couple party houses close by that we would go to. And, you know, we ended up hooking up a few times and, like... He took me to a bar, like, down to the university. I was 16, and he got me in a bar. We were drinking oh, down there. Oh, whole fancy. Anyways, I mean, it wasn't it wasn't a serious relationship. We, you know, we went out a few times. Just and, for funsies. And, and then he just, <laughs> one day for he funsies. just, I think it was even at work, like, before my shift, he was like, I can't see you anymore, and he left. <laughs> oh, he's like, my, he's like, basically his brother made him break up with me. He heard that he was going out with a 16-year-old, and he was like, She's jailbait. You're wow. gonna go to jail. No. That's a good you brother. have to break yeah. up with her yeah. right now. Yeah. And the well, the worst part about it is his brother, who was actually older than him, hit on me at a party after that. No. Whoa. Uh, and he knew me. who I was. It wasn't like oh, like were you older when he hit on you, or was I mean, you were still twelve? Yeah, it was like yeah, it was like no. I mean, it was sixteen, but yeah, sixteen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was yeah. Like, you know what? I was thinking of my own self, you guys. <laughs> it was months. It was like months later. It wasn't like a long time. Oh, that's yeah. funny. Yeah. Uh-huh. Anyway, like boys and their double standard. I don't know. We all have double standards. And then yeah. Scott Kraska made another appearance in my life years later in the same area. We used to go to this Grateful Dead night at this one bar, Thirsties, and they were notorious for also serving underage people. And I was, yeah, I think, you know, when I started going there, I was underage. And by the, you know, I, would, I was still going once I was over 21. But yeah. It's always fun when it you show up and you're like, out. it's my 21st birthday. <laughs> <laughs> I saw you last week. What? I've been serving you for years. Yes, I've done that before. But he was there and he was like, he's like, why won't you talk to you? Why are you blowing me off? I'm just like, you're 
fucking broke like, my heart. Oh, fuck you, Scott. Fuck you, Scott. Fuck you, Scott Frasca. <laughs> you know, back then when we were, you know, uh, in the 80s and stuff, Bars were a lot more lenient, and we could get in there mm-hmm. easily. If you knew somebody who girl. knew the bartender, hey, these are my friends. Yeah, bro, what do you want? And we're like, we get fucked up. <laughs> and every Thursday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and my, yeah. yeah. So, uh, you know, it's different now, Savannah. You didn't grow up like that, did you? Um, I mean, did you? How, what was your experience as far as? Underage drinking and stuff. Well, underage yeah, partying. Tell us about your. Vices. I mean, <laughs> and how the restaurant. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I'm. I'm curious to know if the restaurant had anything to do with you drinking and partying or whatever. Because I'm uh, guessing that it did. Um, <laughs> if anything, it did make me like. I mean, not really make me, but it opened up my eyes to I could like actually go out and do like these fun things. But in actual establishments, like I had a lot of friends who had like fake IDs and stuff. And being in the restaurant industry kind of made me a prude about that because uh-huh. I was like, I could not imagine doing that to a server and like screwing them up. Even though I mean, right. I knew to myself, I was like, you know, I'm not SID. Like I'm not gonna do anything. Right, like right. I'm not gonna snitch. But inwardly, <laughs> yeah, I, I was. Like, I could ruin somebody's life. Like, indirectly. Indirectly. Oh, yeah. And I mean, yeah. like, and so I never really, I never even had a fake ID. And it's actually really funny because my sister in law, she was like, don't do it. She's like, my 21st birthday was the most anticlimactic thing totally. I've ever done in my life. <laughs> you know, yeah. because like, there are a few establishments, especially down by the university, that it's super easy. I mm-hmm. mean, like, yeah. and it's gotten to the point where I'll go in there and I'm like, past the age of 21, and I'm like, Dude, check my fucking ID. Right. Like, I right? know. I know that this is your like whole thing, but at least try. Right. Yeah. At least try. Let me wave Please. it in front of your face. Yeah. Like, it like... could just be your random. It could be my Costco card. Yeah. Let me wave something in front of your face. It's so that a really good picture. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and plus, you know, I just am like, I'm always been really afraid of like, because I I grew up with my parents telling me like, if you go to jail for something that you knew was wrong, you're gonna stay in jail. Don't call us. Uh, exactly. Oh, wow. And I'm just like, oh shit, like. You mean my parents make empty threads, but that's not one of them. That's a bad <laughs> yeah. My older brother uh-huh. set an example on that front where I was notes. like, oh no, like I can't do that. Yeah. But um, I mean, it definitely, like, I did like kind of party and have fun when I was a teenager with like my coworkers and stuff, but most of the time it was like, with people who are like barely twenty one, and I was like seventeen, and I'm like, oh, it's whatever. Like yeah. we're all pretty much like child, like children at this point, yeah. which I still consider myself kind of a child. It's so weird to be like as a as a grown woman. <laughs> like I didn't get there until I was in my thirties, where I felt comfortable calling myself a grown woman. And I don't like you know when does that casually come up in conversation, but. Yeah, and even now it's you know grown ass woman. You, you know. know what? I I hear you say that, and I woman. automatically think of Mary J. Blige. <laughs> I'm a grown ass woman. Like <laughs> we were going around with creepy guys. So we yes. pick pick their next person. Going around with creepy. Okay. Guys. <laughs> we're going around we're with creepy guy. We're all reminiscing yeah. about creepy a guy. Creepy or guys. Creepy guys. It's kind of like. It's hard. I do understand because it's like things don't seem creepy, but then like I don't think a lot of people realize it's like the things you can say can be as innocuous as possible, but it's the way you say it. Totally. Then like the eye contact and it's kind of like, oh, do you like working here? 
<laughs> and it's like I don't know if I, I did anymore. Uh, um, <laughs> or if, or if every time, like you know, so. they can be totally, you know, totally above board, totally respectful, and everything. But every time you go to like, you know, like get a beer out of the, the low cooler or something, or you bend over, you pick something up. You know, I'm like, okay, you're going to look fine. People are going to look shit. I'm going to look, you know, like, <laughs> but it's the way you look too. It's like, can you be discreet about it? Can you be subtle about it? Or are you ogling? Are you leering? And like, at least yes. like divert your eyes before they, like, you know, you stand up and notice that they're looking. But yeah. if you continuously keep looking, it's like, okay, now you're just shameless. Like you made your point. There's a little bit of respect in being shameless. I get that. But also, ew. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Ew, David. I watched. I watched this Ew. creepy guy Ew, that everybody here at this table knows. Mm-hmm. He was in eating, you know, a, a month or two ago, and the waitress cleared their plates and walked, started walking towards the kitchen with the dirty dishes and dropped a, a knife on oh. the floor. And he immediately, he's like, knife's on the floor. What's she going to do? She's going to bend over and pick it up. And I just watched the whole thing go down. And I was like, you creepy. Oh Oh my my gosh. Off. You have to tell me who that is. (laughs) I know exactly who that is. I feel like. A couple months ago though. Yeah. Do they come in almost every day? (laughs) I wouldn't say every day. Oh. Oh, yeah. oh, so creepy. Yes. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. I still remember the first time I served it was <laughs> that guy and some of his friends. And I remember they, they're like, oh, this is the type of person who... Bernalillo is a very small town. Incredible. You know, I'm dying to say his name, but I'm not gonna. (laughs) But it's a very, very small town. And it's so funny because most nights, like Thursday nights, you know, when he would come in, Budweiser. It had to be Budweiser. And he'd go through so many of them stuff. But he's the kind of guy who thinks that he's big shit because he's like a muckety muck in this small town. And he comes from like one muckety of the families, muck. like everybody in the town is related word. to him in some way or another, you know, like it's just one of those families. Yeah. There's like, but in this tiny families. ass town, yeah. where I'm like, okay, if you go, you know, 20 miles away, nobody gives two shits who you are. <laughs> Therefore, right. I, as someone who did not grow up here, doesn't know anybody who you like, I didn't go to school with your kids. Like, I don't fucking care. Like, you know, he's the type of person to come in and be like, do you know who I am? And he said that to me. And I was like, I don't really care. What can I get you to drink? But this, yeah, and he's just a classic creeper. But I remember the first time I ever served him, and then I didn't see him again for like 10 years, like, because I, I, I left shortly thereafter. But we had this exchange where they were drinking top shelf, you know, like bourbon, and I was pouring with the jigger, like a good bartender for the top shelf stuff. I'm like, I'll freehand it for, you know, well, but. Yeah, and he would be like, oh, if you're going to cut me, why don't you use a knife? And I was like, motherfucker, you asked for a double. I poured you exactly a double and your friends. Like, calm down. Anyway, but he was such a dick. He and his friends <laughs> you know, was such a dick about it. And then you... years later when he came, when I, I was back there and he came back, he was like, do you remember me? And I was like, oh, I remember you. <laughs> I remember you very, and now you're we're good. Like, you know, forget. I see him and, you know, we have a, we have a pretty good working relationship, but I was well, like, Ugh. you know, I think in his older age, he's probably gotten less creepy, but no, have you guys ever this met- happened? Like it's <laughs> happened a month. They, oh. get worse. <laughs> they get worse with age because they get more emboldened. They can blame it on the age. I'm like, Oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't realize that was politically, right? that was politically That's correct. Right. That I'm a dotty old man. He, yeah. So, have you guys ever met his brother, who I believe mm-hmm. lives in Colorado, maybe? I, I, say I have. don't think so. Now, let me tell you something, okay? You can tell that he's family, 
but he is the coolest motherfucker. So cool. Yes. And he is cool just shit. handsome. He's got like a long ponytail. He's totally hippie. Uh, I think. I think too. he's. He looks like a hippie. Good. I mean, he's just a cool, he's cool. guy. Not creepy. Not creepy at all. Anywho, I'm creepy. Old okay, so stories. that was a, that was a, a creepy guy. Who else has a creepy guy story? Well, and it's interesting just because cricket the way I, you I went with it so was back a house you're thinking like internal and that's what sort of surprised me because i hear creepy old guy and i automatically think um customer mm-hmm. you know but they're so well, okay and that's just kind of the culture oh. in back a house yeah you know well it's i was just... the mungie i was the back of the house oh that's right yeah, i was the yeah, time. yeah. yeah. the mungie what is mungie mungie this goes way back to dingbat's days the first restaurant <laughs> i ever worked in and i don't you know we we were there were a lot of us that went to hi, the same high school and there were varying ages but you know i worked with a lot of people that my actual actually my older siblings were good friends with but we we are we're all still like the crew you know the aspenwall mm-hmm. crew but uh yeah i i started there as an expo at 16 and the the back of the house the kitchen were mungies and i have no idea where mungie <laughs> came from it was just like something that just rolled I love it. out of this one guy it sounds like something you get out of the drain when you're cleaning the drains that's like, floor oh, cheese the, oh well but, you know it's just like oh we need to clean the drains so they're getting a little mungy you know yeah but like, the, that, the, the, the front of the house mungie. The front of the house were dub dubs for waiters and waitresses. Oh they shortened gosh. it to dub dubs. So it was an insult kind Double of to be dub called dub. a dub a dub dub. And the dub yeah, dubs. The fucking so dub funny. dubs and the fucking mungies, you know? It was, it was I like, love it. It's it like was, the greasers and the soches. Yeah, it, that's yeah. totally what it was. It's like, <laughs> but anyways, creepy guys. I feel like there's always that one creepy old man story or creepy guy story that like will stick with you forever though. Like one that rises. What's Why don't yours? you tell it? What's yours? Oh my gosh. So it was a Sunday morning. Twas a Sunday morning. <laughs> Mid-November. And I, a delicate lass. <laughs> it's a cold, Sorry. dark morning. It was 45 degrees and sunny out. Um, <laughs> uh, it was Sunday brunch and at the last establishment that we all were affiliated with uh-huh. together all at the same time. Um, brunch was always like a hit or miss. Mm-hmm. Yes. And a lot of times I feel like there was a really tragic ratio of like <laughs> wait staff on like the hit days and like miss days. Yeah. yeah. So on a hit like Sunday morning, you were like severely understaffed. And that was unfortunately the Sunday the morning. And um, so this elderly couple comes in. They were regulars. They were super sweet. And they came in with this gentleman. And he was, like, lugging all this, like, video equipment, which was kind of odd. And um, the way the restaurant was set up, it had, like, an upper portion and then a lower portion. But, like, it wasn't completely separate. So you could actually see, like, what was going on on the upper half. And I was taking care of, like, most of the upper half and my own section that morning. And I go over there and I'm like talking to them, you know, doing my whole thing. And it's like super busy, super slammed. So I'm just trying to get it like as fast as I possibly can. Just get them like ordered in everything good. And right away, the gentleman that they brought in who was probably in his like mid 60s or so, he was just kind of giving me a weird, creepy energy. And he asked to see my phone 
and was like, what? I just don't really know where I am. Can I use your cell phone? And I was like, um, I have I to leave have my, no. I had it in my, I had my cell phone in my apron, but I was like, I'm sorry, sir. We have to leave our cell phones in the car because like, otherwise we'll be like tempted to use them. So witty. I, I know. Been like, um, okay. Um, I guess. Yeah, and Here's like, my password. Yeah. And he pulls up, he pulls up this big map of like the area and he's like, so we're here. And I'm like, okay, I'm like slammed. I need to get going. So I'm like, oh, I'll be right back. Like, what can I get you to drink? And we're like, you know, off to the races or whatever. Mm -hmm. And he sets his like video camera up on the table. And at first I didn't think that was like weird. And then I go behind because I'm waiting on the tables that are behind on the Mm -hmm. lower portion. And I see a blinking red light. Oh, and it is crotch level. Oh, wow. And so after the cell phone and he made a couple of other kind of creepy comments i don't really remember specifically but it just so many questions it was ridiculous oh it gets worse it gets worse and um so i went to the manager at the time and i mean granted like i said we're slammed he like the expo's drowning he's Mm. trying to do everything and i told him hey i really don't want to take this table like can you please take over for it please and he was like yeah i'll be over there in a second and i'm like 10 minutes goes by and i'm like Mm. they need refills and then i'm like okay so i go over there and i'm Mm. like hey if you could please like help me (laughs) that would be great sos motherfucker yeah and he was just like oh no like i'm sorry i'll be right over there and he never like did which is fine i don't blame him for it because i was like fair you know i know it's slammed i can and i got to the point where i was like fuck it i can take care of it i'll fucking do it like it's not you know my first rodeo i can deal with the creepy old guys and Mm -hmm. sure his camera's on and he's videotaping my ass but sure whatever (laughs) you know i can let this go and um and then I remember, like, near the end of the meal, he's like, hey, so I'm staying in a hotel nearby. What? That motherfucker. Do you want to come by and uh, make a movie? Oh, my God. Holy shit. Yeah. And I, like, almost. I just spilled a drink on his. Oh, sorry. I almost right threw on up. Camera. I was like, I'm so sorry, sir. I'm working a double. And I thank you for the offer. And I'm like, but here's your check. Just, like, You're I would like to have you way nicer than you That's, had to be, man. Yes. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. Well, I mean, at that establishment, I felt I couldn't be mean. You, you know, can't I be couldn't... mean there. That's no, the exactly. Thing. You could so never be mean there. I went over there and I like went to the management and I went to the GM and I was like, this is what happened. And they actually 86 him. And oh, it was okay. like shocking. They went out and got his like license plate number and like everything. And the thing that really creeped me out is that the two elderly people who came in with, they were regulars. And I'm like, you're like, what He's the sitting wrong there. With your friends. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> are they your parents? They tipped me really well, but not enough for the no. therapy I needed afterwards. <laughs> <Yeah>. So, <laughs> yeah, it, that was like by far the worst Ew. one. That's a, that's yeah. a hard winner, though. I mean, damn, <laughs> yeah. like I know, I I don't I don't I don't have any. Yeah. Nothing to that level. No. Like, no. Savannah gets the. I mean, getting Savannah for the win and stuff, but like Savannah for the creepy old man win. Right. Uh, I know. As soon as you texted me, that was the topic. Man. I was like, oh, I've got you. <laughs> yes. You know, I I've I've dealt with a lot of creepy old men. Oh sure. Um. But Aurelis, what do you have over there? Do you have a specific one that pops into your mind when you? That's my thing. I'm like, not really. I just <laughs> half of them end up becoming regulars, and then honest, <laughs> right? honestly, some of them I'm like, friends I still with. Know them. Now, I'm like, you were so creepy, but turns out you have great taste in music. So yeah, tell me more. You're talking about Kevin. You're talking about Kevin. Talking about Laurel. Oh. <laughs> I love Laurel. Right, I'm I love not. We all love Laurel. 
I'm not bleeping that order. out. No. <laughs> I still remember his order to this day. I'm oh, like, yeah. yes. If, especially if they have the shepherd's pie with carne out of Oh, oh. Yeah. You know what? He hasn't gotten that in a really long time. Mm. He is on uh, Eggs Benedict with red chili instead oh, of yes. hollandaise. Yes. That's it. what he eats in the mornings anyways. I don't know yeah. what he eats at night. And Laurel gives me like vibes where it's like, I'm pretty sure you didn't mean for that to sound as creepy as it came out. That's my thing. I don't I don't oh think he's like a creepy old guy. I mean I my, sure don't. Like, my dad's middle aged and some of the things he says I'm like, whoa. And I know that he doesn't really like mean it like that. He's yeah. just like not yeah, I think it's more it. awkward than anything else. Yeah. Socially awkward. And you're just like, that oh. can come off creepy, but yeah. Well, and yeah. I think too, if it's somebody who, and this is what I feel like, you know, is the case like with Laurel and I've got a couple of, you know, the ones that I'm friends with now who they're just very quiet, you know, they're not like super chatty. They're there to just kind of, you know, have a drink at the end of the day, like don't want to go straight home, just hang out. And so if they're quiet and they're just sort of observing things around them, so it's not necessarily like leering, <laughs> you know, but like, you know, people there's that air of mystery. And I think especially for women, it's easy to just kind of be like, I don't know, man, that guy's just, he's not chatty. He's not, you know, like he just gave me his order and that was it. And you know, but like if they don't do a lot of the small talk and stuff like that. And that was my thing with Laurel. Like I didn't know how to read him. And then we started talking about music and that was it. And now I'm like, Oh, this fucking guy, this guy's all right, man. He's cool. Yeah. Man. Laura, you're going to have to start sponsoring us because <laughs> right. you lots of shout outs. We are. There's a podcast about you, Laurel. I think you should sponsor it. Oh, F, that's my phone. You can't be a felon and work in the casino. At yeah. All. yeah. And, you know, we are, you know, near a casino. Mm-hmm. And so, like, the people that can't get hired at the casino. Right. They scoop up all the ones. It's like, damn it, he doesn't have a record. But no, he's going over there and they give him. I, I do yeah. have a confession to make regarding Um, Do you remember? I don't know if anyone does, but he had these special ordered Star Wars vans that he left in the back one time. No. Star Wars what? Vans. Vans. Like oh. And um, it was shortly after that episode and I went and told management and they did the same thing. We're like, hey, cut it out. You're making her uncomfortable. So then he wouldn't do any of his side work when oh, I was closing God. and I had to go out and be like, Derek, get your fucking ass back in here and clean right? this fucking ketchups. I'm not yeah. going to do it for you. <laughs> and that. he I mean, was you treating... would too. You'd yell at him. I know. I was getting so <laughs> pissed off and he left his shoes back there and I was like, it was one of those nights where he had like fucked oh, yeah. me over. Like, nope, I, I threw them in the trash compactor. I, I feel like it really is all vaguely coming back to me too. How do I That's forget a, all this stuff? I, yeah, I'm like, oh yeah. You know what? I'm thinking like I remember him freaking out because his shoes were gone. And I, like, I you don't... start your car with a screwdriver and you have like special order tennis shoes and get remember, that fixed. I remember the coming out and being like, guys, this isn't funny. If you took shoes you need some back and i was just like oh they are coming oh, back are, like, know, they are gone forever <laughs> wow. oh they're coming back see i don't think i ever knew what happened to them savannah uh, thank you for clearing that up because i i knew that they were missing because it was a big thing that they were gone <laughs> I didn't know how they were missing. I don't think I don't remember that part, but that's great. (laughs) It was one of those like slight things where I'm like, I can't really get you back fully, but I'll take your fucking shoes. (laughs) You know, and, and, and on that subject of like creepy men too, like what, what do you do uh, to, uh, you know, um, get back even, even if you're going along with the creepy guy. Okay. Because I'm the type of person who will go along with the creepy guy and be like, he, 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 he. you know, 
I'm so different from you two. Well, you two especially, and yeah. probably Christy too. I'm, a I'm <laughs> You know, I'm just like a, a people pleaser, and it's really, it's really, really difficult for me, and it's a problem, you guys. I'm not. <laughs> it's not a good quality. Uh, it's a problem that you know I'm a people pleaser, so I try to. <laughs> you know like, my I'm way so through it but it's fine yeah it's yeah. fine i'm just gonna just, 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 just bear through it you yeah. know so what do you guys do um i always think of the perfect thing to say two days later yeah, <laughs> me too those motherfuckers <laughs> so, me too i actually have uh, something really good about on on this subject okay. that i was thinking um so when i worked off of like this hole in the wall sandwich shop off of central and third and um <laughs> basically they only had one person in the front it was me in one closed cook. down now it's right? closed down now because so, they got you know what shout out that name Filling Phillies. You're out Filling there. Phillies. The Fuck owner off. was really creepy. He offered to be my sugar daddy. And I was like, I was joking about needing a sugar daddy. I wasn't asking. But okay, whatever. For the record, I'm not joking. If you're out there. If you're out there. Just, yeah. Us one, servers are suffering. There was one night, though. It was like a Friday night. And we were slammed. And again, like we only have one person in the back, one person in the front. It is impossible. There were like 100 people in there. Oh, God. And these two guys were bar hopping downtown. And they were already drunk when they came in. And I asked them, like, are you guys driving or no? And they're like, yeah. And like this one guy was like, oh, no, my girlfriend's coming to get me. And I'm like, okay, then I'll serve. Whatever, you. Yeah. And they were like, so what time do you get off? We'd love to buy you a drink. And I was like, uh, um, I appreciate it, but like, I'm good. And I was really nice to them. And up until the point I got into like really into the weeds. And I just re- remember they, they just kept like harassing me and they're like, oh, we pissed her off. And I'm like, I'm not fucking pissed off, but now I am. Right. Like, you I know, wasn't. like <laughs> I was just busy and I turned around. And I'm like, you guys, I'm fucking busy. I'll come and talk to you when I have time. You know, like, yeah. whatever. I know you're having... Get them, girl. Get them. So, uh, in order to get back at them, I added 15 extra beers to their tab. Did they even notice? They <laughs> no. were so drunk. No. Oh, my yes. God. But this is the golden point. So, my ex-boyfriend was sitting next to them at the bar because he would come in, like, near the end of my shift to, like, be there. He was your ex-boyfriend at the time? He wasn't my ex-boyfriend at the time. He was He was my your boyfriend. boyfriend. Okay. Yeah, I think okay. he's somewhere in the Middle East, so fuck him. Anyway. Um... <laughs> And he was an asshole. And he, even he was like, do you want me to like do something and like get these guys out of here? And I'm like, if you're like the biggest asshole known to mankind and you think and these you guys think are being that big assholes, like they're big. Yeah. And, but the poetic justice was served because that guy's girlfriend who was coming to get him broke up with him at that bar. Ah, like yes. literally 15 minutes after they paid their tab and he's like sobbing and he's like, please don't do this oh, to me. Man. And I was oh, just sitting there like, man. Oh. Chef's so you ne- yeah, chef's kiss. <laughs> you never get to see that. Oh, that's beautiful. I like when you can introduce the, um, I like when you meet, when you out the like, oh, like, you know, blah, blah, blah. Is, you know, Jeanette not coming to, to eat with you today? And they just have that look on the, and oh. then the wife is, who's Jeanette? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Have I spoken out of turn? Oh, yeah. I'm we- just going to give you two a minute. And then you, yeah, I'm like, it's because it's, I, I see it we on Facebook see all the time. You, like, the bartenders we see you. know your girlfriend and your wife. And I'm like, fuck yeah, we do. Don't think I won't out you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just because saying. guys don't realize that, you know, we pay attention to that shit. Yeah. I mean, not all the time, but we, we know. We see it. Mix I, it up. You yeah. know, like, go different restaurant. Come on. Have um, you told a creepy guy story yet? I, oh, haven't, I haven't. I haven't. I don't think Aurelis has really told a, told a creepy guy story either. I, I, you know, I think it's because I, I just, 
tend to handle it in the moment. And so it's, it's always gone. just sort of a blip Meat on my process radar. Yeah, me too. And gone. You know? Well, yeah. Like, cause so, I remember like my, I tend to remember times where somebody was being creepy with somebody else and then I'll, I'll step in, you know? Well, that's, yeah. And that, and that's definitely a creepy guy story. Yeah. Like, I mean, there was, see for that, there's been so many. Cause yeah, when they try to, when they try to be creepy with me, I will usually just address it right away. Be like, you know what? Not yeah. right now. I don't have time for this right now. <laughs> yeah. Whoa, you pissed her off. I'm like, no, you're not worthy of me being pissed off at you, but you are worthy of me getting you to pay your fucking tab and get out of the bar seat. Bye. Like I just will handle <laughs> you know, once, it. Yeah. Once you do that, I mean, they're not going to be creepy anymore. They're just going to be like, Oh, she ain't going to take my shit. I mean, you, you, yeah. you, you've set that boundary and you've put them in their place. And so they're like, not creepy. I'd anymore. be the first. Person they're to like, like respectful you're not cute, you know? gentlemen. Yeah. You bastards. Um, I've got a creepy guy story. <laughs> However, it does not pertain to the restaurant industry. It actually pertains to when I was in college mm. and he was my professor. He was my photography instructor. Scandal. <laughs> yeah. No. Creepy motherfucker. <laughs> So I'll try to remember the story as, as good as I can. But he was my, I know that he was my photography professor and I was pretty good actually at photography, mostly because I was dropping acid (laughs) (laughs) when I was at, when I was at college, Um, but (laughs) no, and seriously, it really, really did. I, I took some really great pictures. I may even still have some, uh, tucked away somewhere that are really, really cool. You'll have to post them on the website. Yeah. 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 But the whole, the whole thing was, is that the town was really, really small and it was really difficult to find, places i think that people were just so used to what everything looked like they they just couldn't find places anyway the creepy part of the story is that i was pretty good and my photography teacher came to me and said you know how about i take some pictures me and a few girls were like oh can we use the studio we're gonna mm-hmm. take a few pictures of all of us and da 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 and we were gonna take like sexy pictures and we did but it was just us girls and we were just having fun and he let us do that. But he kind of knew, I think, what we were doing, but I didn't without kind of telling him. Anyways, he was a creepy old guy. So he, yeah. you know, figured we were like pillow fighting and shit. And uh, <laughs> I mean, we weren't. <laughs> but that's, you know, I mean, yeah. that was a, whatever. So he invited me to take some pictures at his house. He wanted me to go to his place. Oh, jeez. This and is classic, like have me I know, have, only means one thing. Right. <laughs> yeah. He wanted to take pictures of me. Oh, you have a very unique look, Colleen. You know, very Oh, super compliment. You know, the super grooming, the yeah, grooming. The grooming, yeah. the grooming, yes. The <laughs> grooming. Um and I had set the whole thing up. Like I was supposed to go to his house at a certain time. I was scheduled to go. And I knew the whole time, like I just had an icky, fucking nasty ass feeling. So always show up to somebody else. <clears throat> but I felt weird not like saying like no because he was always like complimenting my stuff. Maybe that's why he was complimenting. Maybe I really wasn't. Motherfucker! All these years. No, I actually was pretty good. I, I mean, I actually did. There wasn't many really good pictures, but there was a couple that were like, damn, that's Nailed better it. than anybody else's. 
is. We'll say that. Yeah, what did he do when he got there? I didn't go. Okay. I didn't oh, fucking go. I was getting really scared. I, I know. No, no like, I didn't. I've had bad photographer I didn't experiences. Go. Like, it's there's a lot of predators. Yeah. In photography. Yeah. And yes. I've also, contrarily, because I've done a lot of the like you know kind of burlesque, risque, um, you know, pinuppy sort of stuff. Like, yeah. there's the whole subset. There's so many predators. And then I, I was, worked with I other was photographers like, where I could be completely splayed out, like have everything. And be totally and comfortable. Be super comfortable. Yeah. You know, like shout out to, to Tony Graham, actually. If anybody's in the Colorado area, greatest photographer you can work with. He's just, he's the best, you know, and completely comfortable. And what I appreciate about him is that he calls out other skeezy guys when he finds yeah. out about him he's like fuck this and he puts him on blast you yeah know? no this guy i mean I, as my professor and i was 18 years old so it was a really long time ago mm-hmm. and uh he you know i kind of i kind of think back and i'm like thinking about him as like um perv like what you would the classic, what, the classic <laughs> perv you know um and he you know, he was he was a heavy breather. Oh God! Oh. <laughs> was he a sweater? Did he yeah. sweat a lot? He was always well. Just we sort worked of in the damp. dark room. Ugh. I mean, yeah. this is dark room times. This is when before sure. digital, yeah. you guys. And they, you know, and the it was like early nineties. Uh, ninety two, I graduated, so uh, it was the year of ninety two when I went to college. But I'm telling you, you know, this 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 is really important. I mean, I definitely failed that class. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I pretty yeah. much stopped going. I'm yeah. like, yeah, I'm not going to go to creepy fuckers class anymore. Yeah. You I know what I mean? I lost a job to a creepy guy shortly after I went on my first. I was working at this this office supply company. I started off working in the warehouse there. And this will be my creepy guy story then. like, Because there was a couple. There was the creepy guy who I was actually really friends with. Because at the end of the day, like, if we were one-on-one, he was super respectful and cool. Like, I was the same age as his son. Oh. You know, like, so, but he was oh, the one who and would, there's like, a different variant of creepy. Exactly. Right? Because it's right? like, you know, because he would always tell me how beautiful I was. You know, I was 18, 19. Like, In you know, front of other very guys. Beautiful, you know, yeah. Just be like, you know, or he'd do, do the eyebrows up. You know, like, really kind of uh, almost like a caricature, you know, like. But then when we were alone together, absolute nothing but total respect, like, you know, and so that's, those are the ones where it's like, okay, you, you do the creepy guy thing because it's funny, but at the end of the day, you're, you're a good guy. Um, the other one though, who is my boss, like they, they moved me from the warehouse to, to be a salesperson at this, this office supply company. And I knew fuck all about any of that shit, you know? And, um, we, we end up going on this business trip. And I remember right before I left, I told my mom, I was like, Oh, you know, this could be like a career path. Maybe like they could, that's how it had been like kind of presented to me. Um, and keep in mind that at this point there were several different people who had asked me, like, they were like, Hey, we've got a pool going. Do you go commando thong briefs or what? Like this was, you know, and <laughs> I'm this sorry was, for laughing, but yeah, this was funny because we used to play those games at the place. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but this was like late nineties and they were all dudes that worked there. And I was the only woman there who was under probably like 40 something. Um, anyway, but yeah, so we go on this business trip up to DC, uh, which is about four hours away. So the car ride, super awkward. Like I just, you know, it's just out of my element. Um, and we get there and I remember my mom telling me before I left, like, don't ever let a guy go into your hotel room. They might be like, oh, I need to use the bathroom. Nope. She says, you wait in the hallway if they do that. And that exact fucking thing <gasps> happened. Like, no I'm like, we're about to go downstairs to like, go do cocktails or whatever. Um, and, but the thing is, is I've always been... I mean, I'm a big girl, I'm sturdy, 
and I've always been able to hold my liquor really, really well. Ask anybody. I'm a beer dumpster. I, and I can totally, and I'll be like, oh my God, I was so shit faced. And even now my husband's like, I couldn't even tell. Like, I'm like, oh, I guess I'm just, an but yeah, so I've always been that way. So there I was, I was like 18, 19 years old. We go, you know, to DC and swear to God, he did that. He came up to me like, oh, hey, we'll go down. Do you mind if I just pop into your bathroom? I was like, go ahead. And I stood out in the hallway and then we have this whole evening and just he kept yeah he was super creepy the whole night we're we're like yeah in dc and everybody's drinking and smoking and whatever and i'm putting them back and everybody else is you know like you know i i just sort of lost track of the night but it was definitely creepy the whole night hand on the leg while you're wearing oh. a dress kind of stuff like oh here let's go out to the dance floor and, then it like, starts and you feel wandering. like you have to because it's a work thing and like oh it's expected you have to mingle with the other salespeople. like you know it was like a convention type thing Anyway, I make it back to my room. He could barely stand. And so I actually dropped him off at his room the next morning. And it was so funny because I remember it was like something from a cartoon. He was visibly green. He was visibly (laughs) green. Because my revenge wasn't that like, first of all, he never, I just, my revenge was just drinking him under the fucking table. (laughs) I'm like, you know what, ladies, practice, practice hard, practice while you're young. I just drank his ass under the table and nothing creepy happened. And then, yeah, shortly thereafter, I was fired for some reason or another. And I won't even go into about mailing the cow heart with the nail stuck in it. That's a story for another day. But... Another thing I did, at least, when especially when I was like a teenager bussing tables, never a creepy guy would come up to me. And like, it was kind of one of those things that... You know, like the stereotypical female thing now where a guy comes up and is like, hey, how's your day going? Like, I have a boyfriend. Oh, yeah. Except <laughs> my thing was, I'm a minor. Because <laughs> you still could be one. You Smoke. still look like you Yes. I love it. Just Slow shut it down. Clap, for sure. And I'm like, so like, what time do you get off work? I'm 16, sir. Yeah. You know, it did come back and bite me in the ass one time, though, because one of our coworkers, um, his younger brother came in, and I was like 17 at the time, and he was 22. Gorgeous. Oh, no. I lusted after him for like months after that. And I remember he went up to like, our mutual coworker and was like, so like, tell me a little about, bit about the hostess. Oh no. And he mm, was like, she's 17. And he was like, fuck man. And I'm like, fuck you. I'm like, you ruined me. <laughs> 20 at least 20. I'll be 18 next month. He was like 22. So I'm like, it's cool. It's fine. Like, it's fine. I'll graduate in the spring. <laughs> you know, it's funny because there's, there's creepy old men that you're like, oh, get away from me. Your vibe, you're, you're just, you're, uh. And then there is these guys that come to your table and they sit at your table and you're like, <laughs> oh gosh. Like, yeah. And uh, any age, I mean, they can be young. And it's funny because like, because I know young yes, guys usually age. don't tip that well. So <laughs> it got to, there was a definite point in my, in my, service industry career as well as just in my life where I stopped caring like because the place that we worked at you know together had generally speaking like a middle-aged to older crowd and so if somebody like a group in their 20s came in and they were like you know cute dudes I remember in my 20s being like yay it was so exciting like I can actually flirt with them and want them to flirt back you know instead of being like ew but then like then I got older, you know, by a little bit. So I was like, you know, late twenties, early thirties. And you'd see the young guys come and you're like, fuck, 
these guys are gonna tip for shit. <laughs> Can we split this meal? And then he goes, dude, we'll just share no. a beer. It's cool. We'll just share a beer. We'll hit Circle K. I'm like, no. But then the minute it's that so like my okay. sugar daddies walk in and they're like, hey, gorgeous, how are you? And that's when I'm like, Tee! Hi! <laughs> I saved your favorite seat. Like, yeah. No, but there are the creepy guys that you love for sure. Because um, I remember, especially when I was working at Pelling Phillies, since they're no longer a establishment yeah, Philly, they're Philly. closed fuck they them. are um it's, it was like right down the street from sunshine theater so yeah. one oh, yeah. time it was like a super slow which is downtown evening. albuquerque everybody yes. just so you know sunshine theater super fun kind of grungy it's fantastic um anyway it was a super slow afternoon and the real mckenzie's were playing Oh, fucking hell. No, I don't want to hear this story. Yes, you are going to hear this story. So I was supposed to show up for this. This is why I hate hearing this story. Because she was like, you need to get down here. Because that's, I love that band. I love them. Anyway. So these guys. What are they called again? The Real Mackenzies. The Real Mackenzies. They're like, I don't, you could could describe it better. It's like Celtic punk. Yeah. You know, like Celtic punk, like the Pogues and stuff. So they're from like, obviously out of town and stuff. And like these guys and like, one guy has like, a mohawk and they all come in and they're like wearing kilts and mm. I went over to their table and I was I made a fool out of myself I was like oh, are you guys going to go see the real Mackenzie's and they're Bless. like bitch we are the real Mackenzie's <laughs> <laughs> and the drummer was so sweet and so nice but also slightly creepy because I mean I'm like it, it's one of those things where I'm like age differences that's fine my parents are like 16 years apart or whatever but for me I'm like eh, you're like old enough to be my dad yeah, that's kind of weird um but for me <laughs> for her good friend Aurelis, <laughs> and yeah. he's like oh do you want to come like you know i will totally put you on the list bring her like tell who's coming with you and that's when i went and texted you Aurelis, and i was like oh my god because i was at work and she was like bitch get the fuck down here and i was like i've never shut the bar down that fast like trying to get on the interstate like i'm coming oh my god oh my gosh and my best friend Raylynn came with me and she was single at the time newly single so oh, she was yeah. on that horse streak oh. and she's like dude we gotta stick around and find this guy and go out and party with him and all Hell this other yeah. stuff and he comes out and he's like adorable kilt and I'm just like oh after the show and he, you know we're like so do you want to go get a drink afterwards and he was like and then that's when like the worst thing was because all the creepy like kind of semi creepy like really endearing things stopped and he's like I'm really tired guys I'm gonna go and we were like oh like, oh, oh you're like a nice guy I know I was like, like dude yeah that's why the sets can take a lot out of you yeah. I guarantee I would have the night would have gone oh, well shoulda coulda woulda yeah I know I was, like Aurelis so... would have been like you're not going anywhere <laughs> rally the fucking troops yeah. here smoke be. this sativa it's funny our, our, our band and you know we'll have an EP out to release sometime this Ooh. year but yeah we've got a song called rally the troops <laughs> nice yeah. right on yeah it's, you it's it's, talk about that for a sec tell us well, about uh, that I mean the first couple lines skirt hiked up in the parking lot hold my purse while I pop a squat really just sort of paints a picture <laughs> of the an evening with a relish that is so great when Amber my just bipolar sent me a picture. medication is let me down and I'm manic as fuck like you will have a great night um, what are you writing over there calls um I wrote down ho streak <laughs> I really like that term I, I don't know why but I'm like I'm writing that shit down <laughs> I feel like that is like one of those things you have to do when you get out of a really long-term relationship no, that's yeah. really shitty you just need to get out there and like 
fucking destroy well, you yeah. do <laughs> and you you don't even i don't even think that you it's a it's a conscious thing no. it's just like it just happens mm-hmm. you know it's just like you have to do it and it's not even a like you don't even consciously think like i'm gonna go do this now it's just like three four months later you're like damn <laughs> what the fuck like, just happened yeah. we can go get a beer for sure and I'm gonna eat you for fucking breakfast right? <laughs> I sit anywho shout out to Abilify for stabilizing those moods for me much appreciated Abilify this message brought to you by <laughs> All Abilify my if you want to sponsor us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Had a really fantastic article. I love the bituator. Bituator, please. Him. I know, I'm sorry. I just banged on the table and it made a lot of noise. But bituator, we are eventually going to get you on this show. We love him. Eventually. So much it may take for him. another 5,000 downloads, but <laughs> we're going to do it. Okay, go. But he he he's great, and I think it's it was especially important that the article came from a male's perspective, you know, um, where it, it was just your wait your waitress waitress doesn't want to fuck you, like they really don't, you know, like yeah. and sometimes there are rare circumstances, but believe you me, if there is that possibility that you want to take that guy home or get his phone number, also yeah, phone number's not a tip. Mm-mm. Okay, never leave your phone number as a tip because I will make your life a living hell. <laughs> you will get so many phone calls from so many dudes. Yeah, Dorellis is going to send it to her dad. Like, I'm going to send it to everybody I know. Don't Are you do kidding it. me? I'll be like, Samantha's going to send it to her dad. He's <laughs> yeah. going to tell you to fuck off. You're going to need a new phone number after that. But yeah, so always tip. And then you can leave your phone number, whatever. But yeah, come on. We're just doing our jobs. You know, we, we want to, we want you to be comfortable. Like we don't mind if you're, you know, flirty, like you could, you know, whatever. Like it's, it's our job to kind of handle that stuff, but no means no. And if they tell you to stop or they seem uncomfortable, fucking stop. Just stop. Like treat, treat us like you would want to treat, you know, you dude, like, you know, or your daughter or your mom or your sister. Yeah. And nope. think about it. Talk to your female friends because there's yes. a sliding scale between, uh, that was a little uncomfortable, but I'm pretty sure he didn't mean that mm-hmm. at like the low end. And then I need to go home sure. and scrub my fucking skin with steel. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to take a rain <laughs> like, shower, dickhead. Exactly. Yeah. There's, there's definitely degrees of it. So, Talk to your so friends. let this be a learning experience to you. All you shift talkers <laughs> out there. Don't ask your waitress to go make a porno. <laughs> please please don't Life do that <laughs> hey Legendary. check check out our blog on shifttalkerspodcast.com we would love to hear your comments and uh we would really love you to tip us if you want to hit that donate button you know leave us a dollar Times bro leave us a dollar right now folks a dollar dollar Times bill y'all <laughs> uh thanks for listening you guys we've had such a great time this has been so fun savannah thank you so much for coming it has been fantastic we were anticipating your arrival <laughs> and it has been just great 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 thank you so much thank you for having me i've had a blast awesome <laughs> we'll definitely have you back again soon stay tuned everybody <laughs> We will be back around for you soon with our tales from the shifts.